Welcome to On The Fly, the fly fishing podcast for people on the fly, with Ben and Steve from Meander Flyco. We're going to share some anecdotes, chat to other passionate fishers, and share some tips and techniques, because there's always something to learn in this game. Basically, we want to keep you connected to your passion when you can't be out on the water. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or check out our store or our socials at Meander Flyco, where we're passionate about equipping you for adventure. Uh, I first met Anna Bolette on the Meander River. We were both controllers for the World Champs. We bumped into each other fishing the evening rise on Huntsman Lake after one comp session. Anna had a beaming smile and the passion in her voice was palpable as she sent precision casts over swirling trout. She's heavily involved in the trout fishing scene in Tassie and her angling talent was rewarded with a chance to represent Australia at the Commonwealth Champs in New Zealand last year. She's just spent a weekend on Lake Leak and is up to her elbows planning the rapidly approaching Great Lake tie-in. So there'll no doubt be plenty to chat about. Anna, welcome to On The Fly. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Ben. Hi, Steve. Hey, Anna. Good to meet you. I know Ben's met you, but I haven't till now. So good to meet you. And I know that um, what Ben's just said about passion certainly came through when you first joined the call because, you know, we said, have you had, uh, are you tired from fishing? And you went, no. (laughs) <laughs> work work makes you tired fishing doesn't make you tired <laughs> so good to meet you you're one of us which is good thank you <laughs> hey Anna, I definitely um, am. <laughs> Anna uh, how long have you been fly fishing for well my husband and I just had our ninth year anniversary and I'm thinking this is I can't believe it. it's probably really seriously fishing the last five years yeah, because wow. my husband's a casting instructor and uh-huh. it's fishing is up. The fly fishing was something I've always wanted to do. So I started with the casting, casting practice every week um, on the grass. Uh, I got to a point where I just wasn't catching any fish, and I'm like, no, I've got to fish more. So that's what I did, and I've just progressed from there really. And um, meeting Malcolm Cross, he put me he said. Well, you can give me a choice, really. He said, you're in the ladies' team in the uh, Masters Games. I think that was, gee, what year was that? I can't remember. Nothing like being thrown <laughs> in the deep end, eh? Yeah, I know. And pretty much the comp fishing side of it just started from there, really. So, really, I've only been fishing five years really hard. Yeah, right. And... Um... Uh, when you say your husband's a casting instructor, I think we probably need to send Ben there because I work, <laughs> I work with Ben. We're, we work in a school. And um, I remember one day, I don't know how he, how he winged this, but he had his class down on the field with his fly rod for some sort of lesson. Anyway, the next thing I know, he's whipped, he's whipped a student in the eyeball <laughs> with oh, his fly no. Well, can I can remember I just that? step in and say something here, Steve? Do you remember that? I remember. I remember who it was. <laughs> it was one of the other teacher's daughters. And I went and said to the teacher that afternoon, I said, look, I've got to let you know, this is what we were doing. I was teaching the kids how to fly cast on the field. And I said to them, I said, don't go behind there. That's my back cast. And she ran straight behind there as oh, I, as I, and I got her. Anyway, he goes, oh, don't worry. That would have been her fault. She never listens. <laughs> so, <laughs> <all right. laughs> So, yeah. Anyway, we might we might send Ben along, but so so um so you got into fly fishing. It sounds like um along along with your husband, and he was doing that casting instructor yeah. gig for a while. Um, do you remember your first fish on the fly? Anna? I do. What, I do. Yeah. And what, tell us about that. I must say, I'll start by saying that 
I did grow up down the Tasman Peninsula, like all our school holidays were down at like Slope and Main, it's near Saltwater River. So we fished all day, every day, my brothers and myself and my dad, saltwater fishing, floundering and stuff. Um, and I always remember the flathead, the tug of, you know, getting the flathead on there. And and I do remember my first trout was at Bronte. And yeah. I got one, I think it was just a fluke. And, and I just remember thinking, wow, is that it? Like, because there was no big tug, no nothing. So I was sort of disappointed in a way. So, yeah, but, yeah, I'm getting the getting more fish now and getting those hits. So I definitely love stripping wets. So I'm getting that hit from the fish now. So Those big aggressive takes. Yeah, definitely. You definitely feel those ones. And it's even better when you can see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it sounds like you. It sounds like you are uh, you're on the fish a bit this weekend. So up at uh, Lake Lee. Yes, it and, was a uh, club trip. Yeah, how'd that go? Tess fly ties. Um, there was probably about sixteen of us. Yeah. Um, overall, probably seventy fish caught over the weekend. So a full day Saturday and half day yesterday. Uh, it was oh, wow. tough. It was overcast, drizzly. The Ooh. lake is full. It's spilling over. But there's some cracking fish in there. Mm. They, are, they the hit hard and <laughs> they're, they're all healthy looking and yeah. Oh, I've managed I'll put it. Wets? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Any secret cool. patterns you want to let us know about, or are they all top secret? Um, Saturday we did a list of everybody what they got their fish on and stuff. So it was a variety of colours, like mine were orange and black. And I used a nymph on the top. Well, most of the guys got their fish on the top dropper too. Mm. A lot of woolly bugger sort of type patterns. Yeah, interesting. Some, yeah, it was really good. And look, I know Lake Lake's not up in the tiers. It's up in the sort of eastern midlands, not too far yeah, from the face. Yeah. How, how's it different from the lakes up in the tiers? And what's it like as a fisherman? Uh, like I haven't really fished a lot. Like I'm not, I feel like I'm just always learning. So I'm learning lots of stuff. So I can't really compare with uh, Highland Lakes yet. Um, it's just a different fishery. I suppose I can, I fish Rotorua Lake and I could just probably say it's like that really with the fishing and the, the size of the fish and stuff, the rainbows. Yeah. It's got, it's has it got brook in there as well? Did you say brook trout? Brook, yeah, has it got brook in there? No, I don't think, I don't think so so oh it's somewhere i'll have to get over because i like i said i'm yeah i haven't been over that way but yeah another one to put on the list <laughs> yes <too> definitely <laughs> uh awesome well look we know you've just um arrived back you said you got back late last night and um you've got a big a big few few weeks coming up with the the great lake tying coming up i think it's yeah. the 16th of october is that right yes correct uh i think yeah it's just planning from the word go like it's just we set the date sort of the same day as like we end up finishing the last one and like well it wasn't last year obviously because of COVID knocked that one out um but it's just a progress continual progress all year so to get to this point really we've sorted everything out so it's at the Mayena Community Hall and at, tell us a bit about about how like how long's the tie-in been going? What's give us a bit of a brief history of the tie-in and what? Well, I'm not sure if you're aware of the Bronte tie-in. It used to be at Bronte Park. 
uh, village there at the hotel and that went over two days and like people like Noel Jetson, Ken or Brian McCullough who still comes now, Tony Dell, like all those sort of tyres, they were there for those two days. Um, there was a fly time competition, I believe, on the Friday night or maybe the Saturday morning, I think, yeah, and just two days of tying and stuff. Um, Graham Blight was part of that. Graham, I met Graham at one of the TAS fly tyre meetings. He put his, he went up and said a bit of a speech. He wants to reignite the old Brody tying days I believe the last one was 1999 mm. I didn't know anything about the time I thought oh yeah my chance to help put my hand up had no idea what I was getting into <laughs> uh, 2016 was our first one and I remember saying to Graham well this is either going to be a flop or it's going to be a hit so that was 2016 and that day we looked in the car park the car park was full Mm. and it's just been going from there. Um, we lost Graham 2020, so that was last year, I believe. Mm. Um, so it's going to be a tough one without him. Yeah. Yeah. So it was definitely not a flop then. It was definitely a hit. No, no way. No, not <laughs> at all. Uh, it was Graham's vision to always include kids. So we do have a bit of a table for kids. And someone like the Devonport Club, along with Vanessa Clark's going to they dedicate to the they're dedicated to the tying table mm. for the kids. And they, yeah, we've had that for the last three years. And there's a fly tying competition and the kids are encouraged to enter as well. So that's such a great, great vision that he had there to include oh, kids, I think, because uh, you know, you the sport is um is is one that you know, we would all love to keep going. And, and uh, I know Ben and I sometimes talk about, you know, trying to inspire our own kids into it. And, yeah, um, and, uh, yeah just to, to know that the clubs are there thinking ahead and, and facilitating things for kids is, is a wonderful thing. So great, great vision from yeah. Graham for that. So that's fantastic. Hey, um, Anna, any, any special guests coming in? Um, we sure do. This year, what's on the agenda? You, um, we have Martin Dross this year. Is our guest wow. hire. Awesome. Uh, usually, or we've got 18 tyres this year. So we've got Tino, young Tino. I don't know if you've seen on Facebook. Um, he's been coming since 2016. So he's 16 now. Mm. He ties an amazing fly. That I, I saw some of the posts you put up the other day and I thought, my goodness, he's 16. He's a bit of yes. a, a legend yeah. already. <laughs> yeah. So he was like 13 or something when he first came to the tie-in. Mm. Keen as, yeah, and loves fishing. Uh, Brian McCullough, we've got John Spencer, Matthew Risley, Norm Cribben and Neil Pinkard. They've been coming as well from the beginning and also have been part of the Bronte tie-in. So they're from the Clarence Anglers. We've got a lot of guys from Taz Fly Ties in Hobart. Got Ashley Artist. He's going to be tying this year, so that's good. And he was part of the old Brody days as well. Mm. So, so for someone that turns up to the tie-in, it, it runs sort of Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, it's a one-day right? event. Sorry, it's a one-day event. Oh, so it's on the so Saturday. it's on the Saturday from ten till three. Yeah. So Graham didn't want it going over two days. Um, I think the second year he 
asked inland fisheries if they want to do a talk. So, like, talk about trout things that happen through the year or that are up and coming. So that's been a – that's on the Friday night on the 15th. Yep. And that's – they run that solely, that talk trout. Oh, tongue twister there. That's all right. Talk <laughs> trout Tasmania, that's it. Yep. It's like a forum, I suppose, and that's from 7 p.m. till 9 on the Friday night. So, yeah, they run that, and they're always, they've always been there to help us through the tie-in as well, So, and they have a stand there as well. So anyone turning up on the Saturday, what, what are they expecting to see? Is there a bunch of tables and displays and tyres yes. tying, and they can yeah. just go, or is it you bring your own vice and you can tie along with them? How does it work? Uh, so those tyres, those 18 tyres, they will have dedicated seats. Um, they'll be tying through that period of time from 10 to 3. Um, the public can come up and talk to them, interact with them, yeah, talk about what they're tying or anything they want to talk to those tyres about. Um, we do have trade tables as well. So we've all, we'll have, um, Ken all will be there with, is EJ Todd as well. We have a couple of crafty tables that were there for the World's Fly Fishing Championship. So we've got some woodburnt chopping boards. That's John Coulto who engraves on boards. And um, there's Angela who does the etch glass. Yeah, and there'll be ankle wetsuit stand there. Spot on fishing connection will have a stand there. Shane from the Bronny shops are lots of fly time materials to buy as well. Awesome. Sounds like a one-stop shop. Yeah. Get your, uh, anything get yeah, anything to do with fly fishing yeah. will be on offer on the day pretty much. So so good. So Anna, um you you've been a part of it for a while, obviously organizing yeah. it and, and so on. What what's your high, what are you looking forward to most about this year in particular? You've got a highlight that you think that's just gonna be amazing. Want to check that out? Well, this year we've got the inclusion of the fly tying competition. Now that was um, initiated by Roger Butler from Red Tag, who was a long, long time friend of Graham's. So he wanted to do something in honour of him. We did want to do something to honour Graham as well. So we'll have the Graham Blight Memorial um, trophy, which will be the winner of the fly tying competition. So Roger and Tegolt, that's Trout Guides and Lodges Association, actually donated $1,000 towards that competition. Right. So that's a... And how, how's that going to work? Is that, um, do, the, do the tyres know in advance what they're tying no, or they get told on the day? They won't know. No, they won't know till the day. So Marion... It's Graham's wife. She will be running the tying section. So we'll have it all bagged up and the fly will be revealed when they get their bag. So, and then they can tie it. Uh, they'll have up until one o'clock to put the entries in. It's free to enter. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to just, just between you, Ben and I, do you just want to tell us what it is? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't hear you there. <laughs> you just want to tell us, why don't you just tell Ben and I what it is? We won't tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> So who judges? Is there a group of judges, one judge? Like yes, so the Tegolt member, so it'll be Ken Orr and Roger Butler. They will be, yeah. or Roger will be overseeing it. So so it's a good opportunity for people to watch the experts at their craft and maybe... Oh, definitely. 
try and put some of that into practice. And I think that's the thing that, you know, is so brilliant about fly tying is it's, it's an opportunity to express yourself, but also to learn some age old techniques. And um, it's, it's art at the same time as being um, practical, you know, and there's just something beautiful about it. And it to is. watch those masters at work is such a mesmerizing thing. And then I guess to have the opportunity then to emulate them in that tying competition, it's a great concept. And um what, what are you expecting in terms of numbers and things for the turnout? I know with COVID hitting over there from the mainland, but what, what are your, what are your thoughts around who's going to be there and how many might enter the comp and that sort of thing, Anna? Oh, I don't know. Like I, I, who turns up on the day. I mean, if it's snowing, we could get a fair, fair few people because they won't be going fishing. Yep. We find a lot of anglers do drop in in the afternoon. Um, yeah. We don't know. That mm. same old thing could be a fizzer could, could be a hit we don't know so so how how can people register and you how don't do they... register you just yeah just turn up yeah it's so. great make it easy that's brilliant love that yeah <laughs> yeah so give I'll us, give us details in. again exactly where is it at, at at the great lake hotel is that right no not the hotel it's the great no. lake community center oh yeah cider gum road it is so yeah they've been um running it or we've been able to run it there every year. It's a really big hall. I don't know if you've been there, Ben. I haven't been to the hall. I've been up that yeah, way, but not to the it's hall. It's huge. So. It is a modern hall, so it's all heated and plenty of parking. And the committee there at the community hall, they run the food. So they do Guinness pies and scones. They just, the food is oh my amazing. Days. Yeah, so even <laughs> if you want to just come for lunch, it's just amazing food. Why can't I just jump on a flight right now? Yeah, <laughs> I know, damn COVID. Yeah, I know. But uh, look, it's um, it sounds like a lot of planning's gone into that. So is there, are there particular thank yous that you want to shout out to? You've, you mentioned a few yeah, yep. things, but always good yep. to thank yous and sponsors. and. Yeah, definitely um, Roger Butler from Red Tag Trout Tours. Yep. And to Gulp, uh, Trout Guides and Lodges, Lodges Association. I mean, without that, we couldn't run the, the fly tying competition. Mm. And that'll be an ongoing thing from them as well. So Awesome. And is there a committee that's that's sort of helping to steer the tide? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Like Marion Blight, Graham's wife. Uh, my husband, I dragged him into it. <laughs> He's got to do like anything a good tell him. husband. He's not just teaching you to cast. He's helping you put on the tie. No, no. And um, we've got Norm Cribben from the Clarence Anglers. Scott Haslock, he's from Tasfly Ties. And Tom Woolley. Um, he's a young, oh, I think he's 25. He came to the last tie-in. I don't know if he went to the tie-in. Ben, he was there on the day he tied till the very end, that kid. And, and now even when all the tables were packed away, he was still tying. So, yeah, we've got him in the committee now, and he's a great asset. Ah, perfect. Well, like they say, many hands make light work, so that's all good. Yeah. Hey, Anna, hey, um, we... Uh, you go, Steve. We, uh, you know, this podcast often drifts into, into competition fishing, and uh, oh, okay. not, just for comp, not just for comp fishermen, but just to change gears a little bit from the tie-in. Uh, which is which is awesome to hear about. I think it's going to be a wonderful event. Um, Thank you. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you're expecting from the Tassie season this this year. Um, obviously, it's underway. It is underway. Um, there's a comp coming up the weekend of the tie, and believe it or not, and I can't <laughs> enter it. But that's that's okay. It's me. Um, 
I think it's the Meander, no, Mersey River. Yeah, and it's Four Springs. Four Springs and Mersey. Mm, that's right. And we just had um, four weeks ago at Carawong Lakes, which is near Lake Lake. Mm. It's a private fishery, so we've just had that one. That was really good for different waters. Yeah. And um, you are you going to be doing a few comps this this year, Anna? Or are you? Yeah, I'll try to. Yeah. Yep. And um, if you had a preference, lake or river, what what would your? I mean, I know you were controlling on the meander, but I think you say you like to pull some uh, strip wet. I so do. I do. <laughs> I think both because I'm just still I'm just always learning, and I pretty much. I'm sure that even if I'd fished for 50 years, I'd still be saying that. Yeah. I'd always be learning. So, yeah, I'd say half and half maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just both. And and you had that you had the chance to get over to New Zealand for the Commonwealth uh, in 2020. Yes. Just before COVID really hit, <laughs> hit hard, you made it back, didn't you? What was that like as an experience for you? Oh, that was amazing. So blessed. We had Tom Jarman as our coach and... Yeah. To be able to be side by side with him and fish and talk fishing and just teaching us, coaching us, it, yeah, it was amazing. So it was pretty tough with COVID because we didn't, the night before, we didn't even know if it was still going to go ahead. So mm. we didn't know if we were going to get home. Mm. Mm. It was no doubt an experience. And um, we, we've just been getting sent a bunch of photos from um Ollie over there, Ollie Bassett, who's the New Zealand River champion, yes. keeps sending us photos of fish that he's catching. And it's just like absolute footballs. What was, mm. what, was what were some of the fish that you got to catch over there like? How well, they... I was the reserve for the team, but I did get to fish the Tongariro. Yep. And I got to fish the Whakapapa. So they were smallish fish on there. Mm. I got about 14 fish and only four measured. It was just so gut-wrenching. So yeah, the stories you don't hear about New Zealand. Yeah, and the Tongariro was tough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're looking to get back there when it all opens up again? Oh, definitely. Um, my husband and I, will usually go every year, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Well, look, it's been really great to have you on the pod, Anna, and I know, you're, I know you are really busy, so we appreciate you making the time to sort of uh, jump on and tell us a bit more about the time, and we hope that there's plenty of people um, that get there, and if you listen to the podcast, well, get along and support what they're doing up there because it is a fantastic um way of passing on those generate those uh, knowledge through the generations um before i let you go anna though there's just one thing i wanted to raise with you we did meet controlling on the meander river and one of my favorite um one of my favorite moments each day was the morning briefing where we would get together to do our radio test we'd find the river drawer and we'd sort of iron out any issues from the day before now there was one morning where you got a special mention are, are you willing to tell us a little bit about that yeah, for sure. <laughs> so what happened? Get, yes, well, I was on beat 19, as you know, and it was a very long beat. It was 900 metres long, that one. Anyway, the, it was windy, but the conditions were atrocious, and my little Kia Rio, I thought I'd... I took my controller to the beat, to the start, and it was raging, the wind was, and I thought I'd reverse... I'll turn my car around so he doesn't have to get caught in the wind and the hatch doesn't blow down. And yes, I forgot I put my scoreboard, score sheet, my lunch bag, my backpack was on the ground. I run over it. 
so I did get in the morning. I got presented with a special flat cup for my coffee, flat lunch, a cardboard scoreboard. It was funny. And a spare a tractor tire if I needed it. <laughs> I remember that. It was a laugh, wasn't it? it? Was, that was one of the hilarious. About that comp was not just, I mean, it was fantastic to, to watch those fishermen go about and do their thing, but it was oh, just it was a amazing. great experience to get together with everyone. And, you know, those mornings were like a lucky dip, trying to work out who you're going to have that morning, what, what yeah. you'll be able to take along. And just a fantastic experience. And, it um, was. you know, I'm sure you'd, you'd um, agree that anyone who's, you know, gets the opportunity to control at any level. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you're not going to fish comps yourself, controlling is a fantastic way to see great fishermen go about it and to learn a lot along the way. And look, I, I one of the things I, I remembered about you, Anna, was just your friendly smile. Wherever you go, you take it with you. And I was instantly warmed by that when I met you on the Meander. And um, it's been great to chat to you tonight. So thanks so much for coming along and all the best for the tie-in and the season ahead. Thank you. Yeah, real pleasure, Anna. Nice to meet you. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming along, and uh, obviously a great ambassador for the sport. And um, yeah, I really do hope the tying goes well. I'm sure that it will. Hope COVID stays away and uh, it all goes through smoothly yeah. for you. And uh, good luck this year in uh, the Tassie Comp scene. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for listening in to On the Fly with Meander Flyco. Don't forget to subscribe or check out our socials or online store at Meander Flyco. Until next time, tight lines.